Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who have been gamers all our lives, and we release episodes on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. In addition to that content, you can support us on Patreon and unlock two Squadcast episodes every month. You can see support options at MultiplayerSquad.com. We'd also ask that you take a second to follow our pod, rate us five stars, leave a written review, and come follow us on socials at Multiplayer Pod. I think Josh has really been crushing it lately with socials, especially with those TikToks and YouTube shorts. I am your host, Paul, and today we have a very special bonus round as we play Never Have I Ever Gaming Edition. And with me, Never Have I Ever Been Able to Grow a Beard as Glorious as His... It's Josh. Well, I knew who you were coming to on that one, Paul. I mean, not to slander Michael's little baby beard. It's over not there, a good beard. But it's oh, okay. Oh, yeah. baby beard. Yeah, little 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 itsy bitsy baby little beard. Little guy over there. I like that so. as a nickname. And baby beard. Baby. Oh, don't you do it. Don't you know? <laughs> no. And uh, the Daddy other beard and baby, baby beard. beard himself. <laughs> All right. And joining me and Josh, never have I ever been dressed as fashionably as he always is. It's Michael. I'll take that one as I sit here in my Nike sweatshirt and maybe no pants right now. Who knows? I just won't stand up. <laughs> it's a, it's a very dapper pink. It is. It is very. It's very pink on the beard topic though. It's funny. I can't grow a long beard because my beard like grows from left to right, and so like if I grow it out, it just looks like it's windy all the time. Oh, it just grows to the side. <laughs> I don't. I got to pause for just a second, guys, because Michael was talking about not wearing pants, and then Paul said it's very pink. And I said I did not. I did not pink. know where that was going at first. And oh wow! I, I, I will refrain from saying anything else. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started with the meat and potatoes of the episode, Josh, I think you've got a review to read. Someone left the show. We do. We've got a new five star review that's coming in from my boy Josh sixteen L. Oh wow! And it's titled "Entertainment at Its Finest." And he writes, I've listened to these guys for a while, keeping up on gaming news. Once their Hogwarts Legacy podcast released, I was so hyped up. I remember playing it the night of early release and thinking, holy crap, the combat is actually really good. <laughs> the guys are going to love this game. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing and I'll keep listening. Oh, and he was totally right. We were yes, shocked. Yes, he was right. <laughs> we were so thrilled just as much as he was. Thank you, Josh, for reading the review about Josh. Yeah. yeah. I, that Josh, is not Josh. me, by the way. <laughs> Even though I mean, that is are, also uh, the acronym of your last name, having a Josh is, L. Except I'm not 16, <laughs> and uh, right. I, I, I would not fake a review for our show. I do appreciate that well, review came in. 16 IQ. Right. Oh. That, oh, that's nasty. Uh, I do I do appreciate that that review came in four stars above the last one that we read. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh has been really sad, guys. So seriously, not to plug it all, but please leave us reviews. There was like a two-month stretch where we didn't get many. And like the guy was coming into work, and we're just looking, and even his beard like wept. And I don't know sad. if you've ever seen a beard weep before, but like, you know, last week's Cheetos were kind of like falling out of it, you know, the food saver. But leave, leave some reviews if you'd like, please. We'd love to read them on the show. Yeah, it was nice to see Josh's beard. Very, very excited today. It's yeah. perky. It's really it's perky, very, very, guys. It's very straight perky. up. All right. And then also, it's time for everyone's new favorite segment. Let's do Streamer of the Week. 
streamer of the week. We don't have a drop for that, right? Still, so I just gotta do my own music still. Yes, we do indeed. The ever popular streamer of the week with the best drop in podcasts is here. <laughs> Today we are shouting out Basic Wit Girl who streams on Twitch. And uh, I found her because I typically the way I searched, I looked for games and I saw Red Dead Redemption 2 on there and I checked Heck her yeah. out and it is awesome. I love it. Like she goes through Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2. I don't know if she just does that, but all I've ever seen her stream is both of them, but she's got a hilarious hilarious wit to her and she's called Basic Wit Girl, so it works really well. And just like all of our streamers, she's got an excellent rapport with her community. Literally insists. Like I was watching her show and when someone gifted someone else a sub, she insisted that everyone Thank that person. Like, what a great way to extend positivity. So we're extending the positivity your way. Again, Basic Wick Girl. Check her out on Twitch. The info is posted in the description below this episode. Oh, very nice. I actually watched her play horseshoes for like five minutes. And What? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many things to do in Red Dead. I actually completely forgot about it. And we have Red Dead number one on our leaderboard. We do. And, and she was- actually mentioned that. Yeah. Like, she went to our website and was like, yeah, I love that you guys have Red Dead 1 number one. That's the coolest thing. Yeah, and here she's, like, engaging in some of those activities that even I forgot about as much as I love that game and, and have been through it so many times. I actually forgot about it so much that I did not think you were talking about the game. I thought she was actually doing, like, a real-life stream oh. where she was actually playing horseshoes. <laughs> Hammering horseshoes into, yeah. a, into a real horse <laughs> on, on video. Okay, so today we are playing the very famous game Never Have I Ever. This is at least what, what we have found out is it is very well known by me, not so much Josh and Michael. This led to a little bit of uh, communication snafu. What? I always remember hearing about Never Have I Ever while growing up. It's a very popular drinking game. However, I was a very huge band nerd, straight A's in school, did not go to any crazy parties. So I never played before. I figured you guys knew what this game was, and I... We just threw out the idea, let's play Never <laughs> Have I Ever. You, Paul. <laughs> and then next thing I know, you guys are completely confused about the rules and how this works. You're asking me questions like, wait, so you guys guess whether or not I've I've done this and I just list things that I have or haven't done. I think we're all now on the same page. Michael, uh. do you want to try to tell us the rules and, and then I can correct anything if needed? <laughs> Yes, we will air quote try to <laughs> to explain the rules on this. Yeah. According to Google, the first player starts by no. It's up here. I can't get it wrong. You can just add color to it. Oh, um, no. So basically, what happens is you have a group of people, and it's kind of like an icebreaker type deal or a game where you can have. Um, non-adult beverages or adult beverages, whatever you have on hand. And you say something like, hey, never have I ever done this thing. Like, never have I ever had to explain in a podcast playing never have I ever before. And then what happens, essentially, is the other two people have to explain if they've done it or not. And this has to be something typically... Now, we might change the rules a little bit, that the person who is saying never have I ever has never done in their entire life, like existence, all 40 of my years young on this this life. Yes. So traditionally, you would state something you've never done, and it's a probe to see if anyone else in the room has. Now, with the way you guys constructed yours, it may or may not work out that way. We'll just find out. It's just going to lead to some fun conversations. Josh looks like he's sweating bullets. I don't know that he's... I I still don't know if he understands this game. uh, Oh, I understand it. I've just prepared completely wrong. So, (laughs) So, uh, allow me to defend myself up front for a second. So, basically, the way I did this is I asked questions that I wanted to know whether you guys have done. You know, right. and so right. well, that's well, half but, right. Well, and that's the half I'm going with. Yes. Because it's a good half. I, I, going. Once Paul properly explained this game, I kind of went, well, "I've done all these things," <laughs> and I understood I it as like two truths and a lie, where I have to say it, and you guys have to guess whether I've done that or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I just wanted to know if these are things that you know. Am I a weirdo, and I'm the only one that's done it, or are you two weirdos too, and have done these things in games? Probably. So, have you met us? <laughs> now, you guys know the best part of this is that Josh and I recorded a Never Have I Ever podcast in July of 2020, and we've just done so many shows that Josh pushed 
every ounce of remembrance or knowledge of this game out of his head because we have already done this. I did not uh, anticipate there to be like miscommunication. Did, now, to be <laughs> fair, Paul, you forgot we did this too. I did. Okay. So- <laughs> I, I, well, to be fair, I said, I remember we did gaming confessions. At least I yeah. thought that was the name, but we actually did title it Never Have I Ever. I went back and re-listened to it. Josh, your big bombshell was that you had never played any Call of Duty game other than Warzone at the time. Yep. You've played a bunch of them ever since, because now we've I, been on this pod a while. Yeah, I've played a few. I still have not played probably the average person's amount of Call of Duty, yeah. even still. But yeah, that is something that's changed since 2020. Yeah, and my big never have I ever is that even though the 64 was my first console and one of my favorites, that I had never played Ocarina of Time. So we took a little bit of heat for that because those are some yeah. very beloved games and franchises. Uh, so that episode was geared more toward games we had never played. I don't know about you guys. I tried to gear mine more toward things in general about gaming. So uh, I don't know. Do you guys want me to go first? Do one of you guys want to go first? What do you want to do? Well, you should probably show us how it's done since we're going to yeah, be you, pretty downhill right. after you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, This way, the people that are listening get a good example of how to play this game, and then it will completely fall apart when it's mine and Michael's turn. It's just bonkers town after that. I'm for it. So I I know for sure that Michael's probably done this, but we're going to see. All right. Never have I ever cried at a video game. Oh, I actually have never cried. Michael, you've wait, you've never cried at a video game. <laughs> I've come close. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that there haven't been moments where I've I've gotten the lump in the throat and done like the swallow, but I have never actually cried at a video game. Neither one of you. Never. No. What's wrong? With I'm not you a being? crier. Well, cause I'm not crying. Maybe you don't have enough RAM to understand this. What's wrong with you people? Uh, I I embrace a good cry, okay, and I, I I I push it out. If I I don't I don't try to cry, but when a game makes me cry, I just go all in. I'm embracing it. So let me give an example. Uh, let's see, The Last of Us Part One. About 20 minutes in, I actually had tears, <laughs> yeah. uh, legitimately. Like that was intense. Um, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but Horizon Zero Dawn. About six hours, and I cried a whole mm. bunch. Like that was this is my this is my. I don't want to talk. I gotta leave the show. I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> I've just never been much of a crier. I mean, there's like a couple movies every now and again, but yeah, it's just not really something that draws. I, I get very excited and exhilarated by games. There's times that I'll fist bump the air or I'll shout or I'll jump up or I'll throw my controller in rage or something like that, but it doesn't pull any kind of like sadness or crying out of me. So See, yeah, it's, it's weird for me because I have definitely cried at movies, but video games, like I said, I've gotten sad before and, but I've never, I, I have, don't think I have ever shed a single tear on a video game. Mm. Yeah. I feel like Michael would be like that scene in Dumb and Dumber where they're crying at the commercial over like yeah. the, the phone company and they're wiping their tears <laughs> with the hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Michael's probably cried at a commercial or two back in the day. Uh, I think I cried during the initial Gears of War trailer, the one that had the uh, Mad World by Gary Jules, the Tears of Fears remake, because it was just beautiful. And I think I cried of just straight beauty. Uh, I could totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on, let's let's go to you, Michael. Or uh, Josh. Josh is volunteering. What do you got, Josh? I, I got one because this is actually this is within the rules of the game. I realized that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't mess this one up, guys. So, you know, let's just start off on the right foot before we completely crash this bus. Um, okay. So never have I ever called out sick to work just so i could play video games oh man i have that on my list i'll scratch it off i have not done that i have not done that either really? I, I have also never scheduled time off for I, a game this is where i yeah. i have and that was going to be the thing if people were like wait a minute josh has done this it's like no i actually haven't because i always schedule the time and and yes i have definitely asked off of work you know, to coincide with the release of a game, but I've never actually gotten up in the morning and just said, you know what? I just want to play this video game today. I'm calling out sick. I'm pretty sure there were times when I should have done that, like doing an all night LAN party, uh, mm-hmm. playing like Diablo two when I was working at the movie theater and I fell asleep behind the concession stand. I probably should have called out, but I didn't. I showed up at work. I, for for a couple of years, I worked at USAA, the insurance company. If you've ever watched a football game, you've seen like 25 ads yeah, per game. Right. 
And I remember when the Cardinals were in the Super Bowl. And for anyone who doesn't know, we all live in Phoenix. The Cardinals were playing in the Super Bowl, and our trainer said that we were still having work. And we weren't even fully hired yet. It was just training. And they said no one is allowed to call off. And I'm I'm pretty sure that wow. all of us called off. I was like, I don't care. If they fire me, fire me. I'm not missing the, you know, finally getting into the Super Bowl for the Cardinals. Uh, so I've called off for other things like sports events. I will call off for a mental health day for sure, but it's never been explicitly to play a game. I might call off and then I'll end up playing something during the day. Oh, I just remembered a great story. I remember when I was working at the movie theater, there were two other guys that were coworkers of mine and they both used to work for Subway. And on the day that Diablo 2 released, they shut their Subway down without their boss knowing that way they could go pick up Diablo 2 at GameStop and then they what? they ended up just going home and playing it and they didn't even reopen the shop. Oh, so wow. they shut down a Subway to play okay, Diablo 2. That's pretty baller, man. That's not just calling <laughs> off. That's canceling the restaurant right. for the rest we of the day. We closed the store. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. It's Subway, so it's like, eh, anyways, but still. Yeah. Close I, the place. It is funny because my, my bosses, who are some of my closest friends they they know how much i love video games and it's funny because if i'm ever like hey guys i need to take this day off their first response now is oh cool what game's releasing <laughs> <They just laughs> you know <laughs> and i'm like i'm going on vacation with my family the week after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's great i love it all right moving on to you michael what you got Yes, yeah, so actually, it's funny you mentioned GameStop. I'll start with this one. Never have I ever actually sold a game back to GameStop. Oh. Not only have oh. I sold games back to GameStop, I have sold every game that I've ever purchased back to GameStop. Yeah. I actually, it's funny because I've got, I have sold a system, though. I sold my PS4 to them so I could, at midnight, to get the Battlefront Darth Vader edition. Remember that one? The yeah. PS4 with the... Yeah, and I did that. And then I also kind of sold the game back the same day after I opened it to buy the same game. So I don't know if that counts or not, because it was Skyrim. I brought <laughs> it home on the, on the Xbox, realized it didn't look great, went back and said, can I return this? They're like, you opened it. I'm like, well, I'll sell it back and just buy the PC version then instead. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think that counts. For me, it always just came down to finances. Like, games were so expensive. Like, I couldn't have a giant library of them. So I would always sell the game right back. So my goal was to always buy the game on the day it releases for 60 bucks, beat it within, like, 15 to 20 days, and then sell it back for $45. And that way, the game only cost me 15 and I beat it, and I would just never return to games, ever. So that I never had like more than one game at a time. At most I had like two. Um, and then PC gaming kind of killed that for me because you stopped being able to sell PC games a very long time ago. Although I do remember back in the day when you could sell PC games because they didn't have to be activated or anything like that. But yeah, I've sold a lot of games back to GameStop. Josh, have you done? I, I have. I, I, it's weird because I do have these vague memories of like, trading in a couple games or like selling a couple games but it was very rare for me to do that nowadays and i am a fan of still buying we talked about this buying the physical copy of a game because you can sell it super easy like every switch game that we've ever gotten every playstation game that we've ever gotten we play it and then we sell it and with you know apps like offer up and facebook marketplace it's so easy to just sell these things now yeah. So GameStop might give me $5 for my $60 game. It's like, dude, somebody out there will easily give me 40 bucks for it. Kind of like what you're saying, Paul. Like, mm. I, it's, you know, $60 is a lot of money, but if I can turn around and sell it two weeks or a month later for 40 bucks, it, that game really only cost me $20 to play, you know? So, so I, yeah, I do remember selling games and trading them in. Um, I seem to, and I could not tell you what game it was, but I, I do have the memory of like, taking like two or three games into a GameStop, like using the credit from those three to buy a game that like my wife and I wanted, um, like when we first got married and had absolutely zero money. Um, and we were like, man, if we, if we get rid of these three games, then we only got to pay $30 to be able to get this game that we really want. <laughs> yeah. So what's the score so far in the show? Cause I think Paul won that one. 
Oh, <laughs> I don't think there's any points, Michael. Yeah. Oh, there's no plot card. I still don't get it. But Paul won that oh. one because he had the best idea with 15 bucks for a game. Jeez, I wish I'd have thought of that. Oh, you think that's a good idea? I got a way better one for you. Uh, Josh might remember this. This one's only a couple years back, and I, I think I told him about it at the time. A couple years ago, GameStop was running a promotion where if you traded in, I think, four games at once, they would give you like an extra 50% trade-in value. And someone posted on Reddit that Plants vs. Zombies was $5 at Walmart, and their GameStop was paying them $20, and then with the 50% <laughs> kicker, it was 30 And I went to Walmart, no. and I bought a bunch of copies of Plants vs. Zombies. I traded all of them in unopened, and got. I, I probably spent, like, whatever, $20, and then got back, you know, $120. Or whatever. And I did that twice. So I didn't want to take too much advantage of the system because I felt like there's nothing illegal about that. But at the same time, it's clearly some kind of issue with GameStop's pricing. But I did take advantage of that a couple years ago. You're a better man than me, Paul. I would I would have made thirty trips back and forth, man. Bringing in a pallet. every GameStop I, in the in the, the county. Yeah. I legitimately I'm not gonna lie, I would. I, <laughs> I'm sure Walmart wondered like, why the game sales skyrocketed all of right, a sudden yeah, that right. one day. Yeah. All right. Time for the next one. I think we're back around to me. You're, all right. Yep, it's you, Paul. All right. Here, here's a good one. Never have I ever in my entire life bought any gaming merchandise whatsoever. I'm talking clothing, collectibles, posters. I have never bought anything like that ever, gaming related. Uh, okay, so point of clarification on this one because the trend of like Funko Pops and little figurines has taken off in the last few years. So mm-hmm. does that count? I have one figurine, and it was gifted to us by legendary Ace of Shame. I love my uh, Jackie Wells from Cyberpunk. It is on my filing cabinet. It is my one and only piece of merchandise from gaming. Wow, I was. I was gonna say because I've never bought like a t-shirt, a hat, I, a collector's edition, like none of. I've not ever bought any of that stuff. But once I was able to get my own office, uh, my you know, my wife said, "Hey, you can have this room. I'm gonna make an art room," and we we kind of did that. Like that's when I was like, "Oh, I need to make this my space." And so I did buy some like Funko Pops and some figurines and stuff like that. So up until about two years ago, the answer for me would have been no, I've never done that. But I have actually bought like video game related figurines and stuff now. Let's be real. This is this is me setting up Michael. I was gonna say I could I could literally look on the bookshelf behind Michael. Uh, yeah, like uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn Collector's Edition is down there. The Forbidden West Collector's Edition is down there. Which one of my three Dallas Fuel shirts do you guys want me to wear on the next podcast? Because <laughs> I have three Dallas Fuel shirts. That's the uh, Overwatch League. Uh, I, mm-hmm. When I moved to Dallas, there's no. I didn't want to be a Cowboys fan. I'm a football fan, and I was like, well, shoot. There's esports. There's a Dallas team, Dallas Fuel, so I bought a bunch of Dallas Fuel shirts. Uh, I got a bunch of Funko Pops, so we don't need it. I could spend a whole episode listing. I'm just trying to figure out how many thousands of dollars I have stupidly spent on this crap. <laughs> well, you're a huge fan of going to Comic-Con and things like that. Every, oh, yeah. every few months, you will send us pictures of something that you bought that's autographed. I think it's really yeah. cool. It's just something that I just don't buy. I like to get... Like if there's a, if there is a um, a voice actor at the con, I like to get a Funko Pop signed by that voice actor of the character. So that's fun. Yeah, and so I do a lot of that. So I'll buy a lot of Funko Pops, thinking, well, maybe maybe this guy will be at the show sometime. So what's your number one most prized collectible, Michael? Out of all the stuff you have, you oh, can even go outside of gaming if you want. I know I you have like say, a lot not... of Star Trek stuff, also. Oh man, that's tough. I do love the the Heinz Ward jersey on my wall because yeah. it's actually. Um, it's actually not a Pittsburgh. So, okay, I'll go back. Heinz Ward is a um, Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For those of you that know football or don't know, that's it. Well, if you've ever seen The Dark Knight Rises, there's a <laughs> scene where the field is blowing up, and it's actually Pittsburgh Steelers. It's actually mm-hmm. Heinz Field that's blowing up, and Heinz Ward is in it. He's the one guy that lives that makes it after the field blows up. So on my wall, I have an autographed... Hall of Fame Heinz Ward jersey, but it's not a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. It's a Gotham Rogues jersey. 
That I is, love that funny. thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's almost like he jumped out of the screen to real life, and I own a piece of that Batman universe, which I love. That's probably one of my favorites. I don't know if I have a favorite, but that's absolutely one of them. Oh, uh, how funny! All right, Josh, coming back around to you, buddy. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, all right. Well, <sighs> guy, this is, I'm going to give myself away a little bit here because this is one where <laughs> you know. Maybe I, I, I approach this game the wrong way, but so never had I never have I ever had an unreasonable crush on a video game character. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Aloy, you, you would divorce Aloy. you would divorce no, see, Samantha like- <laughs> in a second for Aloy if you had the chance. She's adorable. She's I try not to um I, I do a review uh that's coming out soon on uh on the VR, I can't remember the name of it now, Call, Call of the Mountain. Of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. And in VR, Aloy does show up. You don't play as Aloy, and she shows up. And there's a way that Aloy looks at all the NPCs with just this very genuine, caring, heartfelt... You know what I'm talking about if you played the game? Like, her eyes, they're very genuine. She looks at me in VR with those eyes, and I'm like, I'm gonna <laughs> melt. I'm gonna and melt. Michael cries. <laughs> I cried. She's, she's a wonderful human. She's talking to me. She's the savior of Meridian. I love her. Uh, let me just say, I have never understood crushes on cartoon characters, full stop. <laughs> what? Um, I, I think it's so funny. Like, my oh. cousin Ryan. <laughs> you and I are very different. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. Because you and my cousin Ryan will send me screenshots of Professor yeah. Garlic in Hogwarts. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, like, I know you're listening, Ryan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you are united in this. And I'm like, cool, dude. I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i don't i mean I, it's it's dumb i you know like i i don't get it either but you know you, you, you know you can't help it sometimes so. <laughs> this is the irony of me starting the smoke show award because yeah. i don't even care i just thought the idea of it was so funny to have a smoke show award at the end of the year for most attractive character because i honestly couldn't care less oh those that's, that's weird that's you know weird, those, those pixels are arranged in a very pleasing and easy to look at manner <laughs> yeah sure uh, you know who did have crushes on cartoon characters my wife when she was younger do you know who <laughs> See, this her is, first this is why nikki and i get along so well too paul yeah and this is why nikki would make a very funny guest do you know who her first <laughs> crush was oh 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 i know this one barney rubble Barney Rubble from the yeah. Wait, what? How like, old was she? Why? Like tw- like she was like sixteen. I mean, I she was it. like six. <laughs> it was, was last week. Either. No, she was like six <laughs> or seven, and and she really liked Barney Rubble. And then later in life, she had a big crush on Chris Kattan from SNL. So these things do not make me wow. feel very good about myself because <laughs> if this is the line of of men that I'm following, I don't know. But yeah, so there you go. Okay, well, Michael's with me. Way to go, Michael. Yeah, five. I, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I, yeah, there may have been other reasons I had to stop playing Lost Ark. Beatrice, my dear. Or, uh, what was uh, Near Automata? Yeah, right. <laughs> there you what, go. Two, with 2B. Uh, it was 2B, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, All I think right. we can do one more before our break. Michael, coming around to you. Okay, uh, never have I ever bought a Sega Master System because the store was out of the NES and I was too impatient to wait for the restock. Wow, that sounds really oh, specific. What? <laughs> what kind of dick? You know, hey, man, I'll tell you what. Alex Kidd was a terrible knockoff of Mario. Uh, there was um, Sonic, mm-hmm. which, you know, is like your B movie game sure. um sorry sorry sonic fans i just never really thought sonic ever competed there was um uh that that dolphin game that the sega had echo, for a little while echo the dolphin echo the dolphin yeah man just chock full of great <laughs> i'm so glad i got to experience those crappy games man <laughs> so for yeah. anyone who doesn't know the story tell them how you got the money <laughs> oh, saved man. up for a console dude my, I spent an entire summer, and I'm talking like school summer. So three months, three months, I spent digging a trench in from our house to the street. And so this was probably a good like 50 yards. So a 50 yard trench that had to be about three feet deep. 
so that we could run a drainage pipe from our basement to like the street so that it could drain so the basement wouldn't flood. And my parents told me if I dug this trench that they would give me the money to buy a Nintendo. And I said, deal, in a heartbeat. I had no idea the extent of the child labor that was involved in this. <laughs> Spent three months digging this ditch. It was absolutely the worst. I finally got it done. It's time to go get my Nintendo. We go to, I think at the time it was Kitty City. I don't even think it was Toys R Us. We go to Kitty City, an entire empty pallet where the Nintendos are supposed to be, an entirely full pallet of Sega Master Systems right next to it. As most kids are, I was super impatient. I was not willing to wait. I went there. I was coming home with something. So instead of waiting two days to get a Nintendo, I bought the Sega, came home with it, and I had a Sega instead. <laughs> so dejected, huh? That's it's, that's you know, that's a good lesson in patience right it's, there. I, I've learned. You know, guys? I've learned. Okay. It's okay to not buy the Nintendo. <laughs> So I never have I ever heard of Kitty City. I was just I was like, is it Kitty like Meow? Or oh, you never like heard of Kitty? Kitty City? No, but I'm not sending my children there. That does not sound safe. No, no, it, was, it uh, sounds li- like where I, Lionel, I lost our. I think it was Lionel Toys. Lionel Kitty City was the name. It had a a, a, a kangaroo. That Lionel was the play, that Lionel Play World. It was a kangaroo. I don't remember the kangaroo's name, and then it was a little baby kangaroo, and oh, so they wow. were like the direct competitor to Toys R Us uh, back 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 in my day. We had two <laughs> toy stores. Actually, we had three. We had KB Toys. I do remember KB Toys. They were always in the malls. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I love it. Was KB Kitty toys. City, KB outrageous. Toys, and Toys R Us? Those were your three toy stores that, man, as a kid, were just absolute paradise. I remember Lionel Play World, but not Lionel Kitty City. Oh, there it is. I'm on Google right now. They had a Kitty City as well, and they had a Play World. So crazy. And they filed for bankruptcy in 1991. It looks Didn't, like they were they, a little. They were absorbed by Toys R Us, I think. Well, it looks like they were further east. Maybe that's why you know them, Josh, because it looks like they had markets in like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Washington D.C., Ohio, Florida. Do, do you know what's really bad? I still remember the jingle. Do you? What is no. it, dude? It was like at Lionel Kitty City, turn that frown, and the kangaroo would jump up and down, upside down, and then the frown would turn into a smile. Wow. We have much better brand experts these days. Is it? Yeah, we do. <laughs> jingles were different back then. Oh, oh especially in the 90s. 90s jingles were the best, man. Oh, they were, no, they were awful. So great. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more multiplayer gaming podcast. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, we have returned moving on to the next person. I think we're up to Michael, right? It's Michael. I just I just went Oh, oh yeah, the okay. Josh one. Yeah, I just kicked Josh in the pants for a second. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. true. He did. Yeah, <laughs> coming back around. Wait, to wait me. to dig up an old traumatic memory, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I, just... I had repressed that. Man. <laughs> hey, you know what? Somebody told me I need to hit the gloves off sometimes because you guys make fun of me a lot. So I think I kick it back I, at you this time. Kudos, fair play too. But I will say this: <laughs> the Sega Master System had one of the best RPGs at the time. That was an RPG called Fantasy Star. And to this day, I still remember playing that game. I actually had to call. I had to beg my parents to give me permission to call the 1-800 number that was like a dollar a minute because I got stuck in that game. This is pre-internet days. And so I had to call and talk to a game counselor like you did with Nintendo and actually get the clue that let me figure out where this thing was. Uh, And then I proceeded to the game. So that was the one good game. They actually oh, yeah. had those. Yeah, it was in the mm-hmm. like there was the video game like Nintendo Power magazine in the back the number was on there like get stuck call one of our experts. Yeah. Yeah, the the 1900 numbers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They would cost money. I, I did that. that. I actually called one of those and my parents miraculously gave me permission. I did not expect <laughs> that, but they were like, "Yeah, go ahead." Nice. Oh, I by the way, I love that Josh's trench keeps getting longer each time he tells the story. Worst that can happen is I can spill spill some on my three thousand dollars suit. Come on! 
Hey. Yeah, yeah, the guy in the, the $4,000 suit is holding the elevator, but the guy doesn't make that in three months. Come on! Oh, why don't I just take a whiz through this $5,000 suit? Come on! It's 50 yards, <laughs> it's 30 yards, yards. Next yards, time it's going to be, it, you know, it, half it, a mile. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, it was probably only like 15 yards. But you were so small. I was little. I, I was like eight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, imagine an eight-year-old using a pickaxe and a yeah. shovel, man. It's a good <laughs> thing I didn't take off my toes. Or, like, hitting any, any like, water lines or something. Yeah. Oh, too funny. Right. I love it. All right. Coming back around to me. Let's see here. All right. Never have I ever loved a movie based on a video game. You ne- never? No. There's some that I like that it's like, all right, that's all right. The first Resident Evil movie is okay. Name the couple top best video game movies. Lately, people would probably say Sonic. Sonic yeah, movies are pretty like beloved. That. Sonic's okay. There's, yeah, my kids love them. They're all right. There's 27 Resident Evil movies, plus or yeah, minus. I've never seen any of those. Uh, uh, Blood Ram- Rain. Rampage. <laughs> there's a Blood Rain movie. Rampage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rock one. Yeah. Dwayne the Rock okay, Johnson. I'm with you. Never. I've never yeah. loved a video game movie. Although, well, it's not a video it. game, but the Dungeons, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie looks pretty entertaining, man. It does. I'm kind of excited about that one. Does Free Guy count? Because I love Free Guy. It's no, not, no, it's not I mean, based on not a video based game. On the game. Okay, yeah. Ready so Player count. One was very good, and based it is not book, based on a. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's not oh, based gotcha. on a video game. It is just video game based, but it's not based on a game. But that movie was really good. Have you ever read the book? No, I the, haven't either. No. The first of all, the the book is great for eighties kids because it's really nerdy for eighties kids. But the movie is very true to the book, even though none of the references are the same. I would still check out both of them. Uh, now, Michael, didn't you love the original Super Mario Bros. movie? I was actually going to say, does love-hate count? If I love-hate <laughs> a movie, or love it so much because it's so bad, it's good to make fun of. In that case, absolutely sign me up for Super Mario Brothers because I watch it sometimes. Dude, I, I love the Goombas. If I ever need to laugh, I'll just search for Mario Bros. 1990 Goomba, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Now, I will say, there were a lot of TV shows that I loved. Like, Did you guys watch... The Super Mario Brothers Super Show, I think it was called. Oh, Did you guys yeah. watch those back in the day? Uh, Koopa and his troopers no. were up to misbehaving. They kidnapped the Princess Mushroom Land, couldn't save him. <laughs> something like that. That's it. Now, evil Koopa and his troopers are up to misbehaving. They kidnapped the Princess Mushroom Land, needs saving. Abusing and confusing, everybody discovers they can't help but be hooked on the brothers. down on the brothers the brothers the brothers ah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it had an intro where guys played in costume mario and luigi super stereotypical italian guys and then they would introduce the episode and then it was animated like in the mario brothers games and i loved that show there was also a really good one with uh zelda that i loved as well so yeah there were some very good tv shows in the 90s and then of course the last of us which is pretty dang awesome yeah, so there's TV shows for sure. Movies, I'm still waiting for that first oh, one. Oh, I forgot the Freddie Prince Jr. Wing Commander was based on Wing Commander. There you I go. did like Dude, that Wing, one. Wing it's Commander bad, was I a like phenomenal that. video game, but I don't yeah. remember a movie about that. Go watch it. It's got Matthew Lillard and uh, Freddie Prince Jr. It'll give you an uh, estimate of the time range. They were popular together for like a year, so it was 1999. Yeah, as I say, it must have come out within a year or two of She's All That. Like, I, I would guarantee it. <laughs> All right. Coming back around, Josh, you are up. All right. Never have I ever pirated a video game. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, High school GameStop Paul. Walmart Bandit strikes again. <laughs> High school Paul had a little bit of a reputation. Like, lately there's been some questions asked in our Discord, like, how can I get a pirated copy of Windows? And a little part of me chuckles because I'm thinking... Oh, I remember like downloading on Napster or LimeWire key crackers. Like I remember downloading games and you would download the key cracker, it would generate a code for you and you would just try them until one of them would work. I I definitely went through a phase in high school where I downloaded a lot of games illegally. Wow. I 
I don't know if I got so I, it was like three weeks ago. I did this for the first time, and I don't know if it was illegal or not because well, you're not supposed to date it, Michael. You just say in the past. Well, no, because it was on a shared <laughs> site. Because the thing is, the game is not available anywhere. It's called Star Trek: A Final Unity. It was a 1995 DOS game, and you can't get it anywhere. And I was like, I was watching a YouTube video of a guy who was actually playing it, and I was like, man, I'd like to check that game out again because I never finished it when I was a little kid. Just for haha, let's check it out. It's by a developer called spectrum holobyte if you've ever heard of them um and it basically just showed where you could go just download it and so i don't know if it was i don't know if it was a pirating or if it was allowed i'm gonna say ignorance is bliss guys i didn't do it (laughs) but i did do it but i didn't do it you know what else i did at the time so my family was always relatively early to adopt technology because my dad was an engineer so like we had a pc pretty early on i remember in third grade, they asked us to raise your hand if you have a computer, and it was only half the class, stuff like that. So my dad bought a CD writer for our computer, and this was like in 99 or 2000. It's right when they first hit the market, and I copied every CD I owned and sold all the originals and made nice. so much money at the time because i probably had like 200 cds and i made a list and i brought them to school and i just told people write your name next to what you want to buy and i just <laughs> sold all of them for five dollars each and made a nice. lot of money for oh my then. goodness paul wow. you were a- paul's like bootlegging a- service uh, yeah a certain person josh knows who may or may not be one of josh's bosses i remember downloading episodes of seinfeld writing them on discs and selling them on eBay until he got cease and desist letters. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And he made a decent amount of money on that. And it, our, our good buddy Andy got a lot of cease and desist letters back in the day. He also sold uh, really funny t-shirts with the Cardinals logo, but he added a tier and he would put funny comments like 500 or bust and sold those on a website <laughs> and got an article in the Arizona Republic by Dan Bickley wrote an article about no. Cardinals Tears t-shirts and how funny they were and then of course the next day Andy got a cease and desist letter from the Cardinals <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> oh but so funny Andy was always so business oriented oh, it's hilarious wow. yeah that's awesome all right i think we're back to you michael oh miguel he goes again um never have i ever uh posted a uh, up until this moment, right now, posted a video review on a YouTube channel for the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Wait. What, one of us has done that. Uh, Wait. <laughs> I've done that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 you know, we, we say we want to focus on that video content a little bit more. You know, I don't know if anybody knows. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's number one, you have to record footage. Number two, yes. you have to actually do the review. Number three, you have to edit the tar out of that thing to make sure that what you're talking about lines up with the footage. A lot more than you'd think, yeah. Then you got to upload it. Then you got to do descriptions and tags and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so go to our YouTube channel. Check out the two reviews that we have there. We right. might even have a third one. We will, yeah. By the time you listen to this episode, I will have posted a VR full review on... I'm sorry, full review on... Uh, VR, Call the Mountain. And Josh did Dead Space and Hi-Fi Rush, I think, yep. a few weeks ago. So, hey, we might be giving some more love to the YouTube channel. So go over there. It's the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Just like you clicked on here, find it on YouTube. Follow it. We might even put the link in the description below, make it easier for you. I don't know, Josh, can we do that? <laughs> then we'll do yeah, that. We, we definitely have the technological ability to do we that. We make it up as we go along. We're going to do that for you guys. <laughs> Click on it, follow the channel, subscribe, and uh, it would really help us out. And you never know, we might post more stuff there in the near future. Not only is it a lot of work to make video content, but you're also making yourself a little vulnerable because I was looking at all of our TikToks to see which ones have the most views. And I think it's our highest is a clip of Josh's Hi-Fi Rush and the only comment is, I've never seen someone fail so badly at jump pads. You know, I, you know what's hilarious is I was actually well aware of that. And I was like, yeah. this just makes it endearing. Yeah. Nobody nails that jump the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time or the fifth time. But yeah. the sixth time is the charm, guys. What's the sixth time? You put yourself out there, you're going to get a, a little bit of hate. Oh, I, but I'm, I'm for that, man. I'm thick-skinned. I like picking. Picking on people is like my love language. So, Oh, very nice. Yeah, I, I loved that. I laughed so hard when I saw that comment earlier today. I was like, oh, that's great. 
All right, coming back around to me, let's see here. I actually had a really similar one to you, Michael. I was going to say, I have never streamed myself playing a game on Twitch or YouTube, and both of you guys have a history of that as well, but we can skip that. Uh, Let's see. Never have I ever bought a game on Steam and not play it. I hate you. Oh, I always have played at least an hour or so. There is not a game on my list where I think, unless it was a free game. Now, I will quantify this by saying if a game is free and it's just like, oh, I should pick that up while I can, that might be on my Steam list, but I didn't pay for that either. So I have only ever, like, you know, some games get more attention than others, but I've never purchased a game and then not played at least a little bit of it. Uh, are we are we just talking AAA titles here? Because I can start there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what percentage of my Steam library is games that I have or have not touched. But I'm willing to bet that I have not played more games than I I have played. To be honest with you, not just because the humble bundle, because I get my nine or twelve games a month from the humble bundle, which we give a lot of those away, anyways. But because I just, I see a game and I'm like, I'm going to want to play that in the future. Apparently, up until like four episodes ago, didn't know what a wish list was. So I was just like, I'm going to buy it and check it out later. Oops. Yeah. Now, I did kind of cheat in how I worded that because I have bought games on console and never played them. Uh, so I bought a couple games on the PS4 that I bought at release Fallout 4 and The Last of Us Part 2 and just never got around to it. And that's really, yeah. So I I never played Fallout 4, never played Last of Us Part 2. As much as I love Part 1, and now we're all loving the show, at some point, I'll probably pick up Part 2 and play it. But yeah, both those games I bought the day they released and never even opened the package. Ended up selling them back to GameStop. I wonder if we should do a Last of Us Part 2 like deep dive after the show's over or before second season is on. Because I also own it, and I've never played Part 2. Yeah, I'm like, but apparently the show is going to like, it's only gonna be two seasons. The first one is the first game. The second one is the second game. Then the show's over. And so I kind of want to know what's going to happen before the show airs. So I'm going to have to play it. Maybe if the schedule's light, maybe we can uh, sneak it in there as a deep dive or something. Just a reminder, if you want us to play any game you want us to play, you can go legendary on uh, (laughs) MultiplayerSquad.com and we'll play any game you want. (laughs) Wink, wink. Michael's the ad man today. These are all new nicknames. (laughs) Baby Beard, the ad man. (laughs) I brought my A game. Baby Beard brought his A game today. (laughs) There you go. Uh, His picture. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Josh, we are back around to you. Ooh, it's my turn. Okay. Hmm. All right. Nev- this is this. Okay. This this one actually follows the rules of the, this game here. Never have I ever exploited a glitch in a game for profit. Meaning what? in the no, game, profit. like, like okay. I don't mean like actual monetary profit, but like if there's a glitch in a game, like if it, you know. World of Warcraft, right? If, was there a glitch where it's like, hey, you could recycle money and come up or duplicate items? Like, I know that uh, Diablo had the whole item duplicating thing for a long time. Um, you know, we, we hear about it all the time where it's like, hey, players found a glitch and they ruined the economy, right? Like Lost Ark, they found something and patched that. But, you know, so that's basically the gist of the never have I ever is have you ever exploited a glitch for your benefit? I guess I should say not profit necessarily. Uh, I, I, I think I have an EverQuest back in the day. There was a place that you used to want to go. I think it was Eastern or Western Wastes, which is where all the dragons are. But to get there, you have to have a wizard or druid bring you to a place called Cobalt Scar, and then you have to go through the worst design level in all of video games called the Siren's Grotto. But at the very entrance to Siren's Grotto, you could glitch it where you basically crouch down, Camp out of the game, go back in. If you do it three or four more times, you would load in and be on the other side of the zone. And I would do that every time because I did not want to spend an hour and a half trying to figure out how to get through the labyrinth that was Siren's Grotto. Oh, how funny. You just brought back a terrible memory for <laughs> right, me, no, it was Michael. horrible. Siren's Grotto was horrible. Josh oh, was rolling his goodness, eyes remembering dude. that. <laughs> oh, my. You had to get the water breathing spell. You oh, drowned. Oh, and awful. then you'd lose your corpse because you drowned and your corpse sank into some unknown. Oh. And and not all your XP, money right? was on your corpse, too, because then you couldn't buy water breathing spells from anybody who was making them. Because yeah, all your money I, was on your corpse. 
I will say now I legitimately was going to say this is something I've never done. But since Michael brought that up, I do actually remember camping. You would have to wedge yourself in a corner yep. of the zone. And then, yeah, you had to log out, log in, log out again. And maybe it would work or the third time it would work. And then it would. It would like warp you across to where the exit was. And this was like dial up or the loading even on like satellite yeah. modems back in the day. <laughs> it was so slow. It would take you a good 20 minutes to go all the way out of EverQuest and get all the way back in. That's how bad going through this zone was, and you had to do that three or four times. So it could take you an hour to glitch the game to get you on the other side of that zone. It was was still better than going through Siren's Grotto. How funny. Your guys' EverQuest stories are always about how bad it was, and yet you (laughs) always say it was the best game. It was. It was. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I have definitely done tons of glitches in games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Usually it's, it's for something stupid. So like Cyberpunk, I had every trophy in the game except buying the most expensive car. And I just looked up easiest ways to make money. And they're like, oh, there's this really easy way to duplicate items and then just sell them. And I did that and went and bought the last car. Because uh, at that point, I had probably played the game for like 130 hours and was just kind of done at that point. The only other thing I can really think of specifically was in the very early days of World of Warcraft, because I did play it on the day it launched. And I remember the very first winter season, they introduced snowballs. And if you threw a snowball at another (laughs) character, they would fall over, and then they would just stand right back up. Well, my buddy took a flight path exactly at the same moment I chucked a snowball, so it hit him, and then he glitched out and immediately appeared at the end of his flight path. And so I started typing in chat, hey, if you want to save yourself a 12-minute flight from this city to that city... Just have your friend chuck a snowball. And immediately I got messaged by uh, like Blizzard moderators and they threatened banning my account if I continued sharing that glitch with people. And I was like, they're not saving any money. It doesn't give them any advantage. It's just some quality of life to save time on a flight path. But apparently they did not appreciate that glitch being known. I'm actually disappointing you, Paul, because knowing what we know about Paul at this point, what I expected him to put in chat was, hey, I will teleport you across your flight path for 500 <laughs> platinum pieces. Come to this flight path. And then they get on there and you chuck a snowball at them and you teleport them. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Making it was like it. mage portals, but they could be to any city if it was on a flight path. Yeah. I just realized you taught me about the most recent game glitch that I used, which was an Elden Ring, the uh, Indiana Jones ball thing. I used that a few times. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah. That's, I don't consider that so much a glitch as a feature. I, yeah. I, I remember playing the first Dark Souls and I remember there were certain places you could stand and bosses would try to path to you. But then if you stood in the right spot, they'd fall down an empty stairwell and die from the fall damage. And I've done stuff like that also in Elden Ring. I remember one of the bosses, uh, I took an elevator and they fell underneath the elevator yeah. and then I went and looted the corpse. So stuff like that, nice. I don't think that's, that's like a, a mechanic that you're abusing, okay. not glitching. Like that's a glitch clever. is like, this is not supposed to be in the game. Right. Exactly. Like that uh, makes sense. If you're, if you're, if you recognize a game mechanic and you take advantage of that, I just call that being smart. Ooh, ooh. Is this a glitch where we would put our graphics on the lowest setting in PUBG? That way you could see people oh, trying to hide no, in no, the bushes. That's, a, that's not a glitch, man. <laughs> that's don't, smart. That's an option. Don't you love when you can make your <laughs> graphics worse for a competitive oh, advantage? Oh, <clears> oh I love it. it. So funny. All right. Who brought up that last one? That who, was me. All right. So we're back to Michael. Last oh, round? Back to me, go. Yeah. I can yeah, do I the last so. we're running one out of time. here. This one, actually, I'm surprised about. I had to look at this to make sure I was right. But never have I ever actually gotten 100% of the Steam achievements in any game. Oh, well, I already answered that. I did that with Cyberpunk most recently. I can tell you, I I don't think I've 100%ed any game ever in my entire extensive gaming lifetime. (laughs) I was surprised. So I've done it on PlayStation and Xbox many times, which is funny because I typically play more of my games on PC. But on PC, I have a lot of games where I did 100% of the in-game things, like um, where collect all the cards and go get all the comic books. But then there's those weird ones, like um, what was it in Hogwarts, which was uh, use Flipendo to flip the same cow over 10 times. That's not in the game. It's a Steam achievement, and I did that, although I did it on PlayStation. But there's a few of those where I've got like 98%, and now I have to go back. But I've never actually gotten 100% on any of them. 
I'm surprised you haven't, Josh, because you've played some games like all the way through. It's it, I just don't stick with games that long is uh, the issue. Like that, I mean, I, I almost <laughs> actually almost made this one where it's like never ever ever beaten like more than ten games because <laughs> I right. don't know that I have. Like the my list of games that I've actually played to completion is very small. Um, but I just don't, I, and I, I get it. Like I 100% get why people are like, I want to get everything. I want to say I've done everything that I can possibly do in this game mm-hmm. because that extends your enjoyment of the game at that point. So I get the reasoning and I do not think it's weird at all. I just, it just doesn't fit like my game personality. I have a hard enough time actually playing games to completion to play a game to completion and a hundred percent. Like where I've collected every collectible and I've done all of these things and I found oh, the every weird things, object. Yeah. You know, yeah, I just I have no desire to do that. Paul, how many games have you done a hundred percent? Because there's probably a few. So this is what I just pulled up. There are not a few. Cyberpunk is my only one hundred percent achievement. My next closest is The Walking Dead, which I would not have guessed. But the I, I, mean, games? I played it a lot. Yeah, the Telltale game. Uh, cause you can go in Steam and sort by achievement completion percentage. And some of these games are preposterous. Like Killing Floor 2 has over 300 achievements. Like some of these games are wild. Quiplash. How do I have eight out of 10 in Quiplash? Like what could I possibly <laughs> do in Quiplash that I haven't done already? So some of these are kind of yeah. making me laugh, but yeah. So Cyberpunk is the only one on Steam. You know, what was frustrating is one of those that I did get a hundred percent on. And I did buy it through Steam. Was the Star Wars game? Uh, what was it called? There's a sequel coming out. Um, the with uh, Cal. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. The achievements didn't count towards Steam. They only counted towards the developer. Even though I bought the game in Steam, and I was like, I spent 150 hours getting literally the 100 percent achievement, and Steam shows nothing. Uh, swinging back to Quiplash real quick. I did look up the achievements I'm missing, and it's some garbage like write meatloaf candy and win a battle with it that must be some kind what? of like inside what? joke with meatloaf jackbox candy? okay yeah, yeah. That's a bit strange. i don't know what that's about but okay i'm trying to sort now by achievements paul's gonna have to show me how to do this later on <laughs> <laughs> in steam mouse over your name and uh-huh. go i don't know i forget i'll have to look later you guys got me All curious right. now because i wonder like yeah. am i above 50 percent on any game <laughs> <laughs> you might be surprised all right, so that was Michael's, right? Okay, so back to me. This is probably my last one here. Uh, this is like pretty generic, but never have I ever felt like I was addicted to a game. I've never felt like I was compelled oh. to keep playing a game, like where I couldn't stop. There have been days that I've not lost track of time. Like famously, one time, Josh, you and I played like eight hours straight of Satisfactory on a Saturday. Yeah. I am not one to play long gaming sessions like that, but you and I could have quit Satisfactory at any time. It's just that we had that whole day open and we were having fun, so we didn't stop, but I never felt like I was addicted to a game. Yeah, I <laughs> I definitely EverQuest was what got me big time. Like I will say I don't know. I've never had that since then. Like, thankfully, you know, I've had games that I really enjoyed and I've played a lot, but it's not like to where I, I feel compelled. Like I need to play this game. You know what I mean? Like I've had like, you know, games that catch me off guard. They're a ton of fun to play. That doesn't mean I'm not playing them for six hours, you know, a day occasionally or something like that. But yeah, I've never had the since EverQuest where it's like, I, I need, I need to play this game. Yeah, remember how you'd hear those stories of like some kid in China who didn't eat for four days and then passed out and died later? Like, yeah. I feel like oh, you yeah. always hear stuff like that. And I, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm addicted to other things, but not so much gaming. I had a hard time coming off of Hogwarts. I really wanted a hundred percent that I could not every day. <laughs> all I like, I was literally sitting there and I'm like, okay, I've got 30 minutes between these next two work calls. Do I have any work I can do in 30 minutes? I don't. Okay. But I have a quest I can do in 30 minutes. I'm going to go load up real fast. I would uh. do that. Like I was really addicted to that game. And then also of course, elite dangerous. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. One of the greatest games ever made. So I played a lot of that. <laughs> Is it? Is it one of the best oh. games? I actually initially wrote down in my notes to introduce Michael. Never have I ever been able to enjoy Elite Dangerous. It's Michael, yeah. and then I went with the the nicer approach. 
<laughs> I mean, you guys have you guys have given some shade on that game. I'm sure there's more to come. So if there's one opportunity, I'm sure there's another one around the corner. <laughs> you did get me curious about my Steam achievements, so not to derail this a little bit, but Subnautica Below Zero is my highest one with 12 out of 13 achievements. Oh, that's huh. close. There um, you go. And then Rocket League, not surprisingly, is my second with 75 out of 88. But now that makes me wonder, what the heck have I not done in Rocket League? It has to be right. extra modes or something like that. Yeah. Or some weird, like, get lucky because you bounce the ball like 10 times whilst doing a flipendo and... <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. a thing, but um, my I, I looked at mine too. My my one that I have the most of is Hellblade: Send with Sacrifice, Ooh, which okay. the only achievement that I don't have is beat the game in regular mode. I only played it in VR, and so I got oh, all the okay. achievements. So I oh, have to play the game funny. all the way through again, a hundred percent. It. I just don't want to do that. That's a lot of slow ironically walking. enough. Ironically yeah. enough, my second highest with two hundred forty nine hours on record, and I never knew this is Seven Days to Die. I never talked really? about this game. I played it with a couple of my buddies, my buddy Ryan, and I played it all the time when I was in Texas. And I didn't think I played that much of it. And I've got 35 of 43 achievements. We huh. floated that as a possible deep dive a lot back in the day and just never did it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've never played it. All right. Uh, I totally lost track. Where, where are we at? Who's going? I, have, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does I anyone have any good ones it? left? If you do, I jump don't. in. I don't. But I, well, I okay, how about this one? Never have I ever stayed up all night playing games until sunrise. No, I've never done that. Uh, oh, really? Oh, no. I, I was still awake from the night before playing EverQuest on this, uh, September 11th, 2001. My buddy Steven lived with me. It was like two years after high school. My buddy Steven lived with me, and we played EverQuest all night. And my mom comes by and she's like, kids, kids. And she's like, boys, are you awake? And we're like, do we say yes? Because like, we got to work today. <laughs> we're in college. <laughs> we got to go to school. And we're like, yeah, mom. And she's like, come out here. Come out here and watch the news. So sure enough, like that's why I remember the events of that day so vividly is because I was still awake from having just about gone to bed at 630 in the morning when all that stuff went down. And it was like, so everyone's like, where were you? I'm like, I was watching TV for like four hours straight because I was still awake from the night before. Yeah, my brother and I, when I was younger, would stay up occasionally just all night. We'd find some game that we both loved, and next thing you knew, it was like getting light outside. And then, you know, EverQuest, uh, you know, Corpse Runs. Never like voluntarily, like it's <laughs> no. not like I was playing out of fun, but it was more like I'm up out of obligation, you know, at that point. But I have to get my body back. I just yeah. realized I find a way to talk about Steven on almost every episode. Steven is my Steam Deck buddy that I've talked about. Oh, there you go. We go way back. <laughs> yeah, I've stayed up all night several times, but it's always hanging out with friends, whether it was a sleepover or something like that. I have stayed up late playing games, but I don't know that it's ever been past 2, maybe 2.30 in the middle of the night. Now, that being said, I do remember staying up until the sun came up when I was finishing the show The Wire. I had the discs from Blockbuster, and I remember finishing the series finale at like 5:45 and the sun had already started to come up but never with games. I know what we're doing for our next bonus round. We're going to do an all-nighter and we're going to talk about oh boy what how it went. <laughs> yeah, not I'll make that. it till like one o'clock at <laughs> <I the did>. most. <laughs> I, ironically, I think Josh is the one who goes to bed earliest of, I, I, I of, the, sure. of the three of us. Yeah. Paul and I kind of sometimes go between like 11 and 1 is our normal bedtime. Yeah, we're more of the night owls where we might. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I'm also up at like 6 a.m., whereas you guys are probably not. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When's my first work call? 9.30? I'll set my alarm for 9.28. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, it's not. I, I my, If I don't get up, my kids will get me up at like 6.30. So. Oh, nice. Any honorable mentions or anything you guys want to talk about? Or did we cover the majority of stuff? I had some ones that weren't as good. Like, I've never read a book related to games. I've never bought a strategy guide which don't exist anymore, but they did back in the day. Uh, oh, man, I own, I still own some strategy guides. I have two of them. Um, one of them is I've never rage quit a game permanently. Yeah. Uh, I, I did rage quit Mario Kart <laughs> with my wife one time because I hate the blue shell. Um, and then also, um, oh, here's one from what I thought I got wrong. I've never bought someone's MMO account because it had a high-level character. I did do that. Um, $250 I spent on a level 55 wizard in EverQuest because that takes like a year to do and I want another character 
and I wanted to be able to dual box because I had multiple computers. Uh, also, never have I ever um, peed at my desk because I was in, a, in an MMO raid that I couldn't leave or take a break from. Oh, I've definitely I've not never, done that. I've never done that. No, I knew a, <laughs> I knew a guy who used to be our raid leader, yeah, though, and no. he... That's just he, AFK. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And he... Well, the problem was our, our guild leader was like, you know, dude, and I won't use his name. I, I know it's a character name, but they were like, he was like, dude, like, seriously, we take a 10-minute break between every attempt on a boss because he used to drink a lot of beer, and beer goes through you real fast, and it was like, dude, you either got to stop drinking beer on the raids or stop taking breaks. Sure enough, this guy stopped taking breaks for like a month. We're like, dude, how did you do it? And he's like, I'm just peeing into the jug next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, now, now, maybe this is TMI. I've never, I've never done this during games, but recently we did have a home renovation project, and our house was filled with contractors. We only have two bathrooms, and they're both down the same hallway. They had it blocked off for like eight hours one day, and I went as long as I could, but we also had people outside the house, and I did have an old Circle K cup, and I might have used that out of necessity. (laughs) And I remember my wife later made, because she drove to my in-law's house and used their bathroom, and then later she said something like, so what exactly have you done in this office? Because I know you haven't gone anywhere. And I just said I plead the fifth and, and left it at that. <laughs> I've just I've just voluntarily gone out back, like oh, my yeah. backyard. I don't think that's you know? a big deal. No. Yeah. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, just checking out the sky. My mom. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember, because, you know, things are a lot looser back in the 80s, right? I remember my mom would always just open the car door and just tell me to pee on the street. Yeah. Like, oh, just yeah. keep your back to the rest of the parking lot. And because uh, she would have me do that a lot when I was like three, four. And at one point I was five and she was putting away groceries and turned and I was just peeing in the middle of the <laughs> parking lot <laughs> and everyone could see. And then that's when she had to explain like, no, it has to be with the it's door okay where people anymore. don't see you. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't think you see kids doing that these days anymore. Probably not yeah. outside of a grocery store. <laughs> All right. Well, guys. Never have I ever Let's, wanted to stop recording an episode, but I think we're out of time. <laughs> so I think we're done. Yeah, never have I ever pooped my pants before, but I'm pretty sure I might if we don't stop this one. So I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy gaming, everybody. We'll see you next time. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs>